You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, yo, what is up? It's your boy Sterls for the girls. It is a Sunday night, and I'm glad, I'm happy to be up in here to talk bills with you tonight and everything else in the world. I mean, shoot, we can we can cover all the things that we need to discuss, but if you are listening to the show, you are listening and watching on the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast feed and wherever you get your podcast. If, you're, if it's Monday morning for you and you're driving to work, thank you and welcome to the show. This show is brought to you by Slider Chef, where we can help you reach what matters, Bills fans. If you have a project that you're doing that involves shelving in your kitchen, in your bathroom, or wherever that shelving may be, Slider Chef can help you get that job done and done well. All you have to do is give a measurement, and they take care of the rest. You can find their products at Home Depot and Lowe's, and if you use the promo code Intentional Grounding, you'll get 20% off your next order and that is at www.slideshelf.com oh man it's a great day and guess what guys wherever you are listen i am joined by a very very good friend dear friend of mine and he was on the show uh a little while ago and you know what because i have him backstage and i have all the control right now i can kind of talk my shit about him so last week he he was just like yeah I tried to get him on for like two weeks and he quote unquote had stuff to do so you know if you in the in the in the comments section if you guys want to ask him what he was doing because he won't come out and say it by all means do because a night with Sterls is unforgettable baby but that guy right now is Mister Rob T Radio that's my guy what's up dude so cold man you don't come on on the intro. It's not cold. <laughs> you gotta be calling me out like that on the intro. I set you up so well. <laughs> I set you up so well. Oh, uh, I wish you would, man. For years you've been telling me about how you're gonna set me up so well, and then <laughs> this is what I get from you. This is what I get. 
So for those of you who don't know, so me and me and Rob, we hit the streets sometimes and we meet people. And uh, you know, it, it's you know, they call me Sterls for the girls for a reason. I'm just saying, you know. Apparently the dude's, the dude's trouble out there. If you don't actually know him, if you just watch the podcast, that name is not like for fun. Like the dude <laughs> is trouble out there. You gotta, you gotta like lasso him sometimes and reel him back in. <laughs> Listen, you know, I've 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 calmed down, man. I'm I'm just a wholesome young man out here trying to make a buck. That's all I am, dude. That's yeah. that's all I do, you know? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Bring me home to mom and dad. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but good thing this is a family show. This is a family yeah, show. It is, yeah. So the reason why I have you on this show tonight is we're gonna talk some bills, obviously. Okay, but there are some there are some topics in Bill's land that that need to be discussed, okay? Like, who's getting cut? We're going to talk about the game from yesterday. The Bills already made some cuts today. Nothing noteworthy, right? No, no, guys that were just like, whatever. Um, Kyrie Elam. We're going to talk about him tonight. And what, what, why, how, okay? Uh, Christian Benford being CB2. Uh, we're going to talk about backup quarterback. And then the middle linebacker position. I feel like those are the hot-button topics in Bills Mafia. So, that's what we're doing tonight, folks. So stick with us and stay tuned because we're about to do this thing. So um, if you are – listen, if you are watching – okay, Sarah, uh, Cap, listen, girl. It, I don't know why she's saying Cap. She's going to she gonna have to say something in the, in the comments, okay? I'm going to have to go after her later. All right, Sarah? I know you like that. Um, okay, so here's my question for you. So – there's this new TikTok trend going around, uh, and it's it's humans acting as if they are AI, okay? And I love TikTok, okay? And I scroll, and you see these lives going on, okay? And you have these people, like, so what you can do, you can give gifts to this person. So, like, it could be, a, you know, a, a top hat. It could be, a, you know, whatever, and they'll act on it right? Well, you can give food. You can give like cakes. You can give hot dogs. Okay. And I want to show you something for those at home. Uh, you're going to hear it and you can look this up on TikTok. I just don't understand this trend. I don't get it. Okay. And, and I, I would love, you know, maybe I'm just weird. Maybe I'm just one of those old guys now that's like, what the hell are the kids doing these days? But that's how I feel. It's tough when you have that realization, isn't it? <laughs> Dude, my son be saying stuff sometimes. I'll be like, bruh, what? <laughs> like, what'd you say? <laughs> you bug you bugging. You bugging. Like, boy, shut up. <laughs> Clean your shoes. Go wash the dishes and bug that. Okay. Debug the window. I ain't got time for you today. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy. But I want to show you this video, Rob. And you tell me. Okay, you tell me what you think. Those of you at home, just just watch this. Hundred glizzies and drink glizzy overdrive. Increasing grip by seven percent. We are locked in. Thank you for over one hundred and sixty glizzies and drink glizzy overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to what, comment on that? I mean, did, did you know what a glizzy was before this show tonight? I did, yeah. I did. Okay. 
I'm up on the glizzy trip. So okay. <laughs> I've never heard a call that before. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but when I eat my glizzies, I don't spin on them beforehand, and I don't double fist them. So I just, you know, <laughs> I don't know how you eat your glizzies, Sterling. You know, well, of course, if you don't know what a glizzy is, we're only talking about hot dogs. It's know? just a hot dog. Just talking um, about hot dogs. <laughs> I for now for now on, when I eat a glizzy, I will use a fork and knife, and I will take <laughs> small bites of my glizzy. Okay, um, I'm not even a big hot dog guy to begin with. Like I could do without a hot dog. Really? Give me a There's- burger. I mean, there's a time and a place for it, though, isn't there, Sterles? Like, baseball game or something like that? Mm, They they sell nachos. They sell all kinds of stuff for baseball games. I know, I know. But, but no, nothing. No love for a hot dog, backyard barbecue, nothing. Well, when you hang out with white folks, that's what they be giving you and calling it barbecue. Yo, you walk up there, you'll be like, we're having a barbecue. And they'll be like, I'll be like, all right, so I'm thinking ribs, you know, some some uh, pork belly tips and all this. Having, and then, Hold on. Having barbecue is different than having a barbecue. Those are two different things. It's not. Yeah, it is. How? Yeah, it is. Because barbecue insinuates we're smoking ribs. Like you're saying, we're smoking ribs. There's a brisket somewhere. I mean, that means you're, you're doing real stuff. But what? if you're if you're just saying we're having a barbecue, it just means you're pulling out the grill, you know. Well, talk to your people because some of y'all don't understand <laughs> what that is. You tell me we're having a barbecue. When I walk up to the crib, I'm trying to smell some sauce. I need to smell something. All right, I don't want to come back there and there's we're doing hot dogs and burgers. I'm like, no, nah, uh-uh, <laughs> that ain't no barbecue. That's a we call that a get together, <laughs> and we just eating. <laughs> That's just, that's just, yeah, I don't know, you know, whatever. So, all right. So, my boy Roy Collins in the chat, he says, white hots rule. I've had a white, I went to Buffalo. I had a white hot. I like those. Glad you've been to Buffalo. I mean, yeah, I have to, I've been to Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, red hots are legit, too. I mean, Ted's red hots is one of the all time. Have you been to Ted's before? Nope. Oh, man. <laughs> Why would I go to so- Ted's? When I can go to Bar Bill and eat wings. Because Ted's is maybe the best fast food place ever. <laughs> like, they have a charcoal grill right in front of you. You tell them, I want a foot long, a burger, whatever else. They put it on the grill right in front of you. They grill it while you're standing there. I mean, for a fast food joint, it's crazy. It's so good. We call that hibachi. No. It's a, it's a charcoal grill, man. There's a different flavor. Okay. It's, it's a it's a whole different thing. Look, look. Can I get some buffalo backup here from whoever is in the chat? Like, Listen, I don't think oh, you're Jay getting the support. Spencer killing look, me. That's my I dog know. too. Said, the last time we talked to them about their food chores, they stopped talking to us. Hey, listen, when you come up in here, me and Spence do this every single Thanksgiving or in that season. We talk about the best foods to eat, okay? And a lot of people in the DMs and on Twitter be like, yo, you, we want to have you guys up for, for Thanksgiving, and, and we're going to feed you food. And me and him are like, I look at him, he looks at me like, 
Mm-mm. What you what you doing? What you doing in the kitchen? All right. What you doing in that kitchen? So and I just go after people on their on some of their bad food takes. I'm a big guy. I, I eat a lot. Like you, you come up like with miss, fish. Do I look like I miss many meals? <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's, man. Be <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be honest now. <laughs> hey, well, Jay Smith said Ted's is horrible. Sarah says Ted's is overrated. So Sarah has been has managed to get on the wrong side of both of the hosts <laughs> in right? five minutes of the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's my dog too, though she's she's dope. she's dope. But we'll you know she if she's right. got bad food takes, we'll let her we'll let her rest and be over on the other side. That's fine. I mean, listen, y'all can be wrong. That's fine. All right. I have actual barbecue places I can take you here. There's good barbecue in Denver. Denver, that's of of the food. I know there's not great food places in Denver. Denver has some decent barbecue. Give me a name, and I'll tell you if I've been there. Uh, Yazoo's. Nope. Uh, Brothers is pretty good for a chain. It's not. It's like a. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's pretty good. Um, and then there's one down by JD's Bait Shop, and I'm forgetting the name of it. That is bomb. I can't hmm. remember what the name of it is, but it's down <laughs> by JD's Bait Shop off Arapaho and I-25. Okay. It's super good. There's there's one. Um, have you ever been to Idaho Springs? And uh, not for barbecue. <laughs> okay, there's a bar. I know, right? It's kind of in the in the sticks on the way to the mountains, but there's a barbecue joint near the McDonald's. I can't remember the name of it, but they have another chain that's right off of Santa Fe, kind of down there in that little district. Can't remember the name, but it's good. That's probably the only good barbecue that I paid for that I've had in Denver. Not gonna lie. You're such a hater right now, man. I am. First, you're just you're just double fisting glizzies, talking. You know, stuff oh, yeah. about AI. Yeah, I, I cut. A hater I cut on the Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, hate, I'm a, hate I'm a on food Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, you know, don't, come don't, in, don't come in when I, I hate eat. when people. I hate when people say that. Just because you eat and you have like picky taste does not make you a foodie. Okay, I am. Okay, let me no. tell you why I'm a foodie. Let me tell you why. Because I'm from the place where it all began down in the dirty south. Okay, we. That doesn't we, make you a foodie. Yeah, it does. No, nah, man, a foodie yeah. is somebody who like writes articles See on. That. You don't. You're not a foodie. I am. People put that in their dating profiles. It's like because you eat meals does not make you a foodie. Okay. Listen, we live in a day and age where we can call ourselves whatever we want, and we need to be accepted. <laughs> and I want to be a foodie today, and you're gonna let me be a foodie, okay? How about that? <laughs> okay, I'm a foodie, y'all. So get up off me. All right. So let okay. So let, nice segue when we talk about you know. I want to identify and call myself whatever I want. You're just gonna have to accept me. Let's let's talk about the acceptance of the Bills' preseason dub yesterday against the Bears. Okay, what what are your overall feelings about just the win in general? How do you feel about it? I mean, I think it was good to get a win, and I wouldn't normally say that about the preseason, but after you got spanked the week before, uh, I think it was good to go out there and put your foot down. Uh, the second teamers, I shouldn't even say that the fourth teamers kind of gave it up towards the end of the game and made it look a lot closer than it was. But the first and second team, I felt like really just handled them. Yeah. Um, One of my main things from that game, especially with what was the majority of the first team offensive line, both with, with both Allens was running the ball. 
Damian hmm. Harris looked legit. James Cook looked legit. And I'm not talking that they're cracking off 50-yard runs, but it was positive yardage, at least three yards, picking up five yards on first down, and making it so that offense just kind of hummed and just rolled down the field. And it's something that I think Bills fans in general, but also everybody who breaks down the Bills has been talking about for a really long time. Can you make it so the running game, not that we run more, but it's more effective when we do run. And listen, for all Spencer Brown's struggles, he's a good rush blocker. Um, The line looked like they had it going. And even as they started shuffling pieces around, I was I was really happy with their run game. Yeah, you know, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, the run game has been consistently good all preseason uh, long, which is and that's first, second, and third team guys. So um, that right there is promising. You know, for me, first of all, my son's playing football now. Okay, so guess when? What guess when the game was? It was it was at eleven. AM when the when the Bills kicked off. So get, I'm on the sideline looking watching the game and watching my kid at the same time. And if that's not multitasking, I don't know what is, but I'm now in the season of where I will be watching the game because because Michigan will be playing at 10, 11 o'clock, and his games are at like 11, 12, and 1. So I'm gonna have to be doing multiple things, man, because I'm not one of those dudes that like I'll watch it later when when there's already a score. I can't do that. Watching the game, okay. Even is that even true for preseason? Because I did not watch the game live. I waited until after the game because I slept through the first quarter. Nice to be single. <laughs> slept through the first quarter. <laughs> I slept through the first quarter, and I'm like, dude, I'm just gonna wait until they put up the rebroadcast that doesn't have any commercials. Because I don't care what the score of the game is. I'm gonna avoid Twitter so I don't see, you know, oh, Josh Allen had a. 15-yard pass. I mean, come on. For preseason? It matters. It all matters. To, look, I can't get enough. I cannot get enough, dude. Right. I, just, I just consume every ounce of – if the Bills are playing, I'm I'm locked and loaded, baby. I'm, like, watching this like it's the last game because it's just – I felt like coming into this game, as you talked about, they got their butts handed to them the week before. And so I, I talked about, okay – there has to be accountability, right? Like when McDermott came out and said, you know what, the, the starters will be playing some on Saturday. I was like, okay, that's what I want to hear. Because like you get your butt kicked like that. You don't deserve to take a week off in the preseason and let the other guys play. No, you get your butt out there and you kind of figure it out. You need to work out the kinks. And I, I appreciate that about Sean McDermott and the fact that they were working out the kinks. But what we saw from the first team looked pretty good. Josh Allen looked – he looked like Josh Allen. I mean, not that he didn't look like Josh Allen last week. I felt like he evaded the pocket probably a little too soon. But this this week, he hung in there, made, made the plays. Um, what, what stood out to you offensively? Because I'll tell you what mine was. It was the screen game. And I've been saying this all preseason long, even the offseason. Like, the Bills need to be able to utilize the screen game to their benefit, and they're doing that. Okay, they, they hit Deontay Hardy. They got James Cook going on the screen. And I think some of those easy access throws for Josh Allen will not only increase his efficiency, 
and his uh you know his percentage throwing percentage completion percentage but it's going to get these guys into a rhythm what, what what was your what did you like offensively from them yesterday first of all i think you're exactly right about the screen game and even just any short quick passes it felt like there was more than a couple times last year where they just started trying to go for big chunks like they were in the middle of the game already and josh Man, every time, and this was part of the reason I was mm-hmm. worried about Singletary, every time he really gets going, it's because he completes just a couple short little quick ones. And you know he likes to take a hit, too. He's even said that. So a couple quick short passes, take a hit, run the ball, and all of a sudden he's in this groove that he's just kind of cruising. Um, so I think that is important. I mentioned the running game. I, I do think that's important, too. Because if you can threaten them with the run, especially if you're going to be putting two tight ends out there a lot, which I think we all think they're going to do, if you're going to be running 12 personnel or 22, you have to make people fear the run. They can't just think, oh, they're coming out, but they're still going to pass the ball because they'll match up accordingly. So I think that's really big that you can run the ball. You don't have to run for 50 yards a, a rip. But if you can run the ball effectively, three, five yards a pop, I think that makes a difference. And then the last thing was I don't tend to believe all the noise about Stefan Diggs, but felt like Josh was looking for him a little bit on purpose. And I feel good about that. Okay. That's a good, that's a good thing to me, right? If Josh is sitting there being like, this is a preseason game, I'm going to force a couple in there to him. I want just to have the confidence that he can do that at any time because Steph's going to shake somebody. Like he's going to be open. You know what I right, mean? So, right. So those are my three big things is I was glad Steph got involved the running game. And like you said, the screen game was good. Yeah, no, the screen game was good. Uh, I like the fact that you mentioned Stefan Diggs and the Josh Allen relationship. I, I, I felt like that was one that I think we needed to see. Um, now, I mean, he, he hit Steph for a couple times last week. Uh, but we saw, you know, pregame, they, them walking into the stadium together. I thought that was huge. Um, and, and I'm sure they're probably much further along in their in their relationship development this offseason than we know, than we see. But with that being said, I thought it was a good thing to see. Um, what do you think of the play of the offensive line? I know we touched, we talked about the run blocking improved. I, David Edwards did a really good job at left guard. Did you pay any attention to him? Yeah. Listen, I thought the line as a whole looked good, even when they started shifting pieces around. Um, The biggest compliment I can pay to them is that while I was watching the original television broadcast, I didn't notice it. Mm. And that is the biggest compliment I can pay to them, is I didn't see somebody getting beat all the time and stuff like that. When I went back and watched the All-22, they look good. Are they great? No. Are they good? Yeah, man. I mean, they're, they're what, top half of the league? Yeah. And that's even without a couple of their guys. So Spencer Brown is always going to be a scary proposition. There's just no way around it. But why? <laughs> why does it have to be that way? You know? I know. I know. I agree. But it, that's just what he is. So unless you're going to go sign Jason Peters or trade for uh, Tristan Wirfs or whatever, it's just what it is. Like sure. he's just he's just a 
a league average tackle. And as long as he's not getting destroyed, see the problem last year is it was him and Saffold both getting destroyed. So you had pressure coming up the middle and pressure coming off the edge. And it makes it a nightmare for Josh. If you can lock down the middle of that line and he's only got to worry about maybe a speed rusher coming around the side where he's looking at it, it's less of a concern. Yeah. You know, uh, Spencer Brown is, you know, I hate to say I hope he gets better because <laughs> hope don't float. But they need to see more improvement on him. I thought he played well yesterday. I thought he he played well. Now, the Bears don't have these outstanding pass rushers, so he's not really tested. I think, you know, it's really going to come to fruition week one when they play the Jets. Like, we're really going to have to see what Spencer Brown is, uh, what he's made of, because he's going to get tested. I mean – one of Spencer Brown's weaknesses, I, I feel like he has a problem with speed rushes on the outside. Uh, I think he kind of gets out leveraged where they, you know, or he allows guys to get that, get, you know, put their hands in his chest and, and kind of maneuver him and get him off, off his balance. Those are things that he's going to have to be uh, mindful of. And I think, you know, when you look at guys from the draft, like Will McDonald, I think those are some of his strengths. So how is he going to, adjust is going to be something that, that we're going to have to monitor and see all season long. I mean, the Bills are going to be playing some good pass rushers, right? Um, so first four, first four games, Sterles. I mean, the first four games. And listen, everybody knows that he's the weak link on the line. Mm-hmm. So whether you're playing the Jets, whether you're playing Vegas and you get Max Crosby, Washington's got a monster defensive line. And don't, don't sleep on Miami. Like, I know we all call them little brother, whatever. Like, Vic Fangio's <laughs> legit. Jalen Phillips is legit. Bradley Chubb is le- like, that defense is good. That defensive line is good. And they're going to line up their best guy against Spencer Brown because they know he struggles. So, what can you do about that? And I saw a lot of this in their formations. You put a tight end there. You give him a chip. You give him even a false chip where you put the tight end there and he doesn't actually chip the DN, but the DN is thinking, oh, I'm going to get hit. I need to take a second, right? Yeah. You send the running back to that side. There's all kinds of things you can do to scheme to cover up that protection problem, but make no mistake about it. The first four weeks are against really good defensive lines, and we are going to find out immediately if Spencer Brown has gotten it figured out or not. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's scary, man. Uh, another guy, Osiris Torrance, continues to shine. I I, I, I kind of predicted it to, uh, last week. I said, you know, if he starts against the Steelers, I think he's our right guard. And he started again. You know, Osiris Torrance is our starting right guard. He's a rookie, and he doesn't look like a rookie, which is – it's nice to talk about a Bills pick that's, like, doing well. Right, it, it feels on the offensive line. I mean, we we saw the Cody Ford debacle. Tommy Doyle's is out for the season. You know, we talked about Spencer Brown, but to see Osiris Torrance really come in and solidify himself as a starting right guard on a stacked Buffalo Bills team roster overall. Now, I know you know he he didn't have to do too much to become the starting right guard, but Ryan Bates is not bad. Yeah. He's not bad. Yeah, I mean, listen, here's what I'd say. Your center is, I think, one of the best in the league. Yep. He is a pillar on that offense. So if you can put a guy on one side of him who's a veteran who he doesn't have to worry about, 
then if you put Torrance on the other side of him, he's got all the time to communicate with him, talk with him, teach him stuff. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what you want. If Osiris can just be a sponge and take that all in, I think it's, I think it's a good way to develop a tackle. And the beautiful part about it is if he struggles, if he slips, in comes Ryan Bates. You know what I mean? Like, you do not have to hesitate. You have a starting caliber offensive guard sitting on the bench waiting to come in if you need Yeah. I think, you know, it's great. Um, Dalton Kincaid showed us that he – how great does it feel? It just feels good to be over here to see him draw two pass interference calls or a holding call and a pass interference call. Uh, it, man, like that feels so good. It feels so good. And you know what was the, I don't know, go back and watch it folks. If you haven't, but when they got down in the red zone, Josh was looking for him. Like that play was, was designed for <clears throat> Dalton Kincaid to go out on the outbreaking route. And he got caught up by the by the linebacker. It, it looks like linebackers just they can't they can't guard him. What, yeah. what do you, what do you feel? How do you feel about that? It feels good to be over here. It feels like we have a a, a miss a, a mismatch problem on our hands, especially when you have a tight end and Dawson Knox that you can put on the other side and say whoever you have on your defense that you think can cover tight ends, you're gonna have to pick one of them because I know you don't have two guys that can cover high-quality tight ends. It's how the Patriots terrorized the league for that three- to five-year stretch. You know what I mean? Like, I know you might have one guy that can cover tight ends, but you don't got two. I know that for a fact. So if you can put them on the field at the same time, the the thing is you have to, have to make the running game a threat. If you're putting them both out there, you have to determine the matchups by making the running game a threat. Because if they're going to send in cornerbacks or safeties – to try to cover Kincaid and Knox, then you have to make them pay for that. Yeah. That's going to be the key to the offense. And Kincaid makes them pay for it. And, you know, for all the, the, the naysayers who say, well, James Cook can't run between the tackles, he's doing it. He may not break a lot of tackles, but he's showing that he can be just as effective going between the tackles than he is running on the outside. Like, well, and Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you got hammers if you need them. <laughs> right. If we, really, if we really want to start hammering, we've got hammers. And uh, listen, man, I I run the, the Bills backers Twitter here. I got Stevie Johnson tweeting me about how good Dalton Kincaid is. Mm. Like, the route runner himself, undressed Terrell Revis, Stevie Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Send, sending tweets out that say this kid is legit. He runs routes like a professional. He is going to dominate the league. And like, that makes me feel better than like, yes, my eyes watching him saying this kid's good. And everybody in camp watching him saying this kid's good. It's all one thing. Right. To have a guy who has undressed all pro corners before say this kid's going to be good, man. Um, it's going to be hard to slow down the hype train. This yeah. Year. Yeah, really I'm telling you, it, it feels it feels really nice. You got a guy that's going to open up the middle of the field. But uh, before we before we go over to the other side of the football, uh, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break? Bills Mafia is back. 
Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills. All right, we're back. We are back. And listen, <clears throat> make sure you go to Resurgence, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. This will be my uh third year going to the the beer release. And uh let me tell you, like it's 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 a ton of fun. You first of all, you get to you're gonna drink beer, you get to meet some of your favorite uh, you know, podcasters or content creators at Buffalo Rumblings. Um, it's a, it's a good time. It's a family event, right? Um, you can go out there and you can eat you some glizzies if you feel the necessary need to. You get you a hamburger or or whatever your little heart desires, but it's gonna be there. It's gonna be live. So make sure you guys go to Resurgence and uh, come check it out. All right. So moving on to the defensive side of the ball. Now, I named this show the Curious Case of Kyrie Lum because, dude. I don't know I don't know where to sit on this because at one point we're talking about big at the offseason we're like we need to have Kyrie Elam be CB2 and that's just the guy like he showed in the playoff game against the Dolphins that he can do it man had an interception like what is the problem so we get more into the offseason and we get to now and we're talking about this guy could be traded Actual suggest I've I've even been there. First of all, how where are you at on Kyrie? What are your thoughts on Kyrie? It's tough because <clears throat> they'll never say it, but it's clear the coaching staff just lost confidence in him. Just doesn't have confidence. In him. Mm. And I I tweeted out like I, is he just a bad practice player? Because some guys are like that. Some guys just don't have any juice for it and are just like, I'm practice. I'm out here to put in work and I'm going to do my work, but they don't flash. They don't shine. Mm-hmm. They don't make plays. They're game players. I wonder if maybe that's what it is with Kair. Cause like every time we watch him play, you feel like the kids got something. And I don't know if it's a scheme thing. I don't know if it's a practice thing. I don't know if it can't be like a meeting thing. We've watched all the videos about how hard he studies, how hard he works. Like it can't be that, can it? So listen, man, if the coaching staff has lost confidence in him or you think he's not a scheme fit and you want to trade him and you can get something of value. I mean, I heard somebody say like, it's not that he's played bad. He's played better than Cam Lewis and blah, blah, and all these guys starts rattling off like the seventh and eighth cornerback on the list. <laughs> Man, that's not why we drafted him in the first round was to beat out Cam <laughs> Lewis. So <clears throat> I don't know, man. 
I, if, I'm going to be hard-pressed if they trade him because I think he's going to go somewhere else and dominate, as always happens with people from Buffalo, right? Like, we thought we were done with that stupid feeling of every time we get rid of a guy, every time we trade a guy, he goes somewhere else and shines. I thought we were done with that with Bean, and I just feel like that's crawling up my spine right now with Kyrie. So I have a theory. I have a theory. Maybe this will help you th- you sleep at night. And I'll maybe it'll help me sleep at night. But do could it be that Sean McDermott's background is defensive backs? Like that's where he cut his teeth. Like he is a defensive back secondary expert. And we've seen Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White and other guys come in and be productive. Levi Wallace, even though he was limited from a physical tool standpoint, he came in as a a guy undrafted, came in, played well. You look at Kyrie Elam, who has all the physical tools that you would want in a cornerback, but he's not getting it, okay? Could it be that Sean – is maybe he's too hard on the corners and he wants perfection. So I'll tell you this. When I was – I used to be a, a worship leader, okay, played in the band, did all the things. And I, I really – like I felt like if, you're, if, you're, if your drummer's good, your band can be really good if your drummer's good. You got to have – you got to have that. So I would make sure I spent more time with, the, with my drummer – and my basses and electric, electric guitarists, they knew what they were supposed to do. But, like, I wanted to make sure I was lockstep with my drummer. I spent a lot of time with them. And if it wasn't right, we had problems. Could it be that Sean McDermott, because Kyrie is just, he's not perfect, right, from a mental standpoint, that has to be why it's holding him back. Because I feel like if you put him, in different situations, on different teams, just like you alluded to, he'd be more successful or in a starting position. Well, how does that hit you? Sterles, how many guys have we talked about? Let me say it this way. This scheme is the easiest scheme to play cornerback in the NFL. Is it, though? Name name another team that has a scheme that is easier on their corners than the Bills. Arizona, because no one cares. <laughs> they got wiped by the, the freaking Vikings in, in the training camp practice. Buda Baker was getting cooked, but go ahead. But it's hard on the safety. The scheme is hard on the safeties. The scheme is hard on the defensive line. It expects you to be able to win one-on-ones and even win double teams. We're not sending blitzes for help. You know what I mean? Do you know who it's not tough on? It's not tough on corners. So I just can't buy into that being the reason that Sean McDermott is saying the kid's not ready. He's shown an ability to play on the field on Sundays. And for me, I understand he's better at press man. He's been fine when he's been running zone. Like, they've been fine. I also think that they're going to run more man this year. Personally, that's just the thought that I have. 
But if you're not going to give the guy time and you're just going to sit there and, and waste a rookie contract. Yeah. I, I saw, I think it was Walter said they're not in a position to trade a corner right now. I agree with you. Right. I don't, I don't want, I don't want Cam Lewis being our first guy off the bench in the dime. Like I, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, when he has value is right now when he still has years on his rookie deal, you can trade him to somebody who runs a heavy man scheme. They can watch his college tape and say, yeah, we're into it. Like if, if you're not going to give the kid time to develop, then why is he here? Sure. I think guys like Cam Lewis, who's going to play safety, he could play in the slot. Uh, I think, you know, it makes him expendable. If you're going to go the route of trading him, <clears throat> you you got Dane Jackson. You you, you have Christian Benford, who uh, is turning out to be a damn good corner. Like he's, you know, well, we're going to see. But I like what I I, I, I like the draft pick when they picked him. Um, but I had so much expectations and hope that Kyrie Elam would be the guy. It has to be something. Like you made a good point. Um even though the point I made should help you sleep better at night, Bill's Mafia should help you guys sleep better at night because maybe that has to be it. It has to be. It has to be a human element as to why this dude doesn't play. He's not trash, right? It, it, it's just the mental part. It has to be the mental part to where they don't feel comfortable throwing dude out there, where you got a seventh-round Dane, ja- Dane Jackson. Like, come on, man. And I've heard people defending Dane Jackson. <clears throat> Listen, if you want to defend guys like Spencer Brown, if you want to defend guys like Ryan Bates and say that they're league average, fine. But then don't turn around and be like, oh, Dane Jackson's so great. Man, Dane Jackson, I say, I think is below league average. He's not trash. He's not terrible. Being an NFL caliber cornerback is a hard thing to do. He's a good backup corner. That's it. That's what he is. That's it. That is his ceiling is a good backup corner. And so if you at any point in last season are thinking that you need to start him over Kyir Elam, there's a problem. If you think that a seventh-round pick as well as sixth-round pick, seventh-round pick, Benford, as well as he's played, Mm -hmm. needs to start over your first-round pick, there's a problem. And listen, sometimes it comes down to – I mean, I hate to relate it to basketball, but I heard a story about the Denver Nuggets GM talking about their first round pick and Michael Malone was like, he just is notorious for not playing rookies. Christian Brown. Who are we talking about? And, and well, and so Calvin Booth sits him down and he's like, man, I did not draft him to ride the bench. I drafted him to play, play him. And I don't know if Bean needs to do that with Sean. I understand Sean kind of runs the show and Bean is kind of secondary, but like, do you need to sit down with Sean and be like, dude, play the kid. Let him play. Because every time he's played on Sundays, he's looked good. I shouldn't say good. He hasn't looked too bad. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, in man coverage, I think he does He does well. He's a little grabby. Um, but, you know, I think it, the details is what seems to be holding him back. You know, uh, when to pass off a route, when the shade. 
those types of things, man, it seems to be as to, as to why. But only the only way you're going to get better at that, it feels like, if you're out there. So you had no choice but to play him in the playoffs. You had no choice. And he was your best corner on the field during the Bengals game. What, it's like, play the dude. I, I agree. Zone, zone defense, if you're trying to learn zones as a cornerback, it's a feel. You have to have a feel of when to let a guy go, when to get back into your zone, when to carry with a guy. You know what I mean? Like, it is just having a feel. And unless you rep that over and over and over again, you're never – it's not just going to happen. Right. Like, it's he, he's not just going to click in and, and get that feel. He's got to play to get it. He has to have snap. It's like a Trey Lance type thing. Like, he, he needs snaps if he's going to develop. Yeah, he snap, crackle, and pop, baby. He got my boy's got to get up there. He 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 needs to play. You're right. Um, thinking about Kyrie, you know, when he got drafted, you know, we talked. He talked about how he wanted the the playbook on the on the plane to Buffalo, and he made notes in his his University of Florida playbook and about the guys he covered and stuff. Back in Florida, he played primarily. It was a press man corner. Okay, like you you just think that. I mean, it's not like he's lazy. Right. It's not like he's Marcel Darius and just like, I don't even care anymore. Kind of them. Like this dude comes to work. He stays late. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, that's where that's where it leads me back to McDermott is a perfectionist and he and he's he's kind of holding him back. Let's be but honest. He's holding him back. If, but then if that's the case, he needs to say that to Bean and Bean needs to trick. Yep. Got to be. Got to be. Right. Like if if you cannot commit to developing the kid then you've got to trade him yeah. while he still has value. Yep. Sometimes I feel like, you know, you could be in one situation and uh, things don't go well until you're somewhere else where the environment is better for you to learn and to grow. Maybe that's one of the things he needs. I, I would love to see him here. Like, I don't want to get – I don't want to trade him. Um, but if they do, I think his his value right now is a second or third round pick, which you can get out of him, you know? Um, so whatever you want to do with that, you might as well just keep them, to be honest. Cost controlled, like we talked about earlier in the show, it's cost controlled. He has potential. It's not like, you know, you got him and he's and he's trash. The the kid can play. Somebody has to give in here, and I think it has to be Sean McDermott here. I want to say two things about that. One okay. this team is in a Super Bowl window. So if you can trade him straight up for another player who isn't fitting somewhere, a Kelvin Shepard type trade, right? Mm -hmm. Then that is what I would do before I would make, I would take a draft pick. If you can get an offensive tackle off somebody's roster who doesn't need it, you know what I mean? Anything like that. Sure. I think that that is more valuable than picks. But if we are talking about picks, and I've said it to you, I don't think on the podcast, but in, a, in bars, this team is going to have to go through a rebuild here in the not-too-distant future. They've got guys who are getting old on big contracts. Three years. I think it's two, and I think you could do it after this year if you want. Yeah, for sure. And so if – you feel that way about this team, then trading him for a second round pick to try to get younger and cheaper, 
eyeing the fact that you're going to have to go through a rebuild sometime in the next one to three years and put another unit around Allen that can grow and be a right. Super Bowl contender again, then a second round pick is nothing to sneeze at. Sure. And I hate um, that you're trading a first round pick for a second round pick, but yeah, I'd rather <clears throat> get something than nothing. Um, look at this comment here. So, Ralph Wilson Sr. says, I've seen multiple film guys, latest one, Greg Cosell, last week saying Elam is lost in zone, both being in the wrong spot and also not reacting well when receivers are in his area. Like, I watched the film, and I, I know, I see it. But, again, the only way you're going to improve at that is putting him out there. I mean, you have – these are top 1%, 2% athletes in the world, okay? Kyrie Elam has a pedigree, NFL pedigree. He has family members who played defensive back in the league. You mean to tell me – Oh, and he's two years younger than most of the draft picks that uh, that got picked this recent this past year. So you mean to tell me that he can't do it? I don't believe that. I feel like if you people learn in different ways, why do we not apply that when we talk about athletes, NFL players in general? What we're talking about here? There why don't we believe it, that? There is an it factor to it, though, Sterles. Like some some people, like either you have the feel or you don't have the feel. You know and. I agree with you. I mean, we've said it a couple times. The only way that you can learn that feel is by getting snaps. But if you're not going to give him the snaps. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what else to do. Yeah, right. I get he I get he looks lost out there, but that's the only way to teach him is to put him out there. Yeah. So, I don't know. We haven't yet addressed, Sterles, that this is really just a master plan by McDermott and Bean to limit his value so they can sign him to an extension and then unleash him on the league as an all pro corner uh, at a reduced rate that you would pay. (laughs) There there are people out there in Bill's mafia (laughs) who actually believe this. Okay. That, that we are, we are storing Megatron. Yeah. Uh Just so we can, Sign yeah. him to a lesser contract because right. we, we couldn't afford him and Trey at the same, the same time. Right. So we're going to sign him to a lesser right. contract and then unleash the All-Pro in the league, clearly. He's going to be eating glizzies for the next couple years, and, and then he's going to come back. Megatron's going to come. He's going to start dominating, okay? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, That's why it's the curious case of Kyrie Elam. Uh, with that being said – you know, I'd like to talk about uh, middle linebacker, man. Like, what are we do- <laughs> What are we doing at middle linebacker? Like, it, it, it's one of those philosophies and ideas, the old adage, where, oh, I have two, three middle linebackers, right? And in all the actual reality, you have none. You don't have a middle linebacker. That that is ready to play, or that it's gonna make a difference. We have a we have liabilities at the position, and it worries me. Does it worry you? You have one that's ready to play. He's just thirty three, not very good. Uh, uh, <laughs> Klein? Mean, that's, yeah, that's it, right? Like I'd, I'd rather have Moses <laughs> play middle <laughs> linebacker. At least he can command the defense. He can be like, let my people go. Y'all go over here. Like he at least Moses can do that. I don't have confidence that AJ Klein is gonna do like I know. 
it doesn't make me happy. And and we're sitting in Denver, if some people don't know. Like, I'm watching their third-round draft pick, Drew Sanders, in the preseason game last night just eat people up. I mean, he was running sideline to sideline. He played at Alabama and then transferred to Arkansas. He's like 6'4", 225. Hmm. Run, and, and they got him in the third round. And here we are having to watch Dotson out there just look like a chump. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's true. Like, there are two players. Everybody wanted him to step up and take that job, and he has looked like he should be playing in the XFL. Like, he is not <laughs> an NFL-quality starting linebacker. I'm sorry. <laughs> And so what does that leave you with? It leaves you with the same thing we talked about last time as being like a change of pace for this defense where you run just one linebacker out there and you put Saran Neal or Rapp or whoever else out there and you run this kind of hybrid passing defense. And guess what? People are going to pound the rock against you. And Matt Milano is going to wear down because he is not – like, he's a good – he's he's an all-pro linebacker. Sure. But he, he is not a take-on-the-block-and-fight-through-and-make-a-tackle guy. That's not what he's supposed to be doing. So, hey, I think you're in trouble. I really do. So, do you, are you familiar with the, 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 the Birmingham-Montgomery-Alabama fight? That happened like weeks ago. Where oh, on the dock, yeah, on of the course. dock. <laughs> yeah, of course. I need Sean McDermott to come out there like like that and get Luke Keekley back in the game. Like <laughs> Luke Keekley is the only one that I feel like that's gonna come in and, and help the Bills. Like, can you get what? Luke Keekley? What do you got? What do we gotta do to get Luke Keekley back in the here's, game? Here's here's what's brutal about it. Right, there are gonna be guys that you can go out and get. Sean McDermott does. If the guys were not in camp with him, he doesn't want. That like midseason acquisitions are like just a hard pass from Sean McDermott. But like you had opportunities in the offseason. Bobby Wagner's a free agent. Gets no, cut by had... the Rams as a no, but I'm saying he got cut oh, by the yeah, Rams. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was a free agent, right? Yeah. My Miles Jack was playing Call of Duty. And I understand he just retired, but like just anybody, bring in any any anyone. Please. <laughs> yeah, a Luke Keekley hasn't played football in what three years now? Three, four years? Can come in right now and play better than Tyrell Dotson. <laughs> like, and I'm not even trying to be funny. But like dog. There you go. Like, that's that's your Kyir Elam trade. Trade him for a linebacker who isn't terrible. You know, like I just uh, I don't know what I don't know what to say, man. Cause listen, even if here's the thing. Every team is trying to find Matt Milano. Every team is trying to find a linebacker that can cover sideline to sideline, mm-hmm. has incredible speed, can cover tight ends. We have that guy. What we need right now is Brandon Spikes. What we need right now is London Fletcher. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's a great all-around linebacker too. But, like, like even if they just go find a two-down run-stuffing linebacker, to free up Milano and get him off the point of attack. I'm I'm really I'm really concerned. I'm yeah. really that is 
the position that concerns me most on the entire team. That includes Spencer Brown. It includes depth at wide receiver. includes depth at corner. It's the whole team. That's what, what bothers me more than anything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> why can't you go and – Brandon Bean. If okay, so we're 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 talking about trading Kyrie Elam, okay? Or maybe <clears throat> the Bills have a bevy of picks coming up in this draft. Why can't you go up and call a team? Um, let's say you call call the Ravens. Let's call the who, Ravens. Let's get the Ravens who on the is phone. Arizona linebacker. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I have no who, clue. Who is? Oh, Tampa Bay. Call Tampa Bay. They just they just put their center on IR. Baker Mayfield's their starter. I mean, come on, <laughs> like, can we send you a couple picks? Yeah, and get go get Patrick Queen. Go get Trenton Simpson. I know he, you know he's he's probably a weak side linebacker, but I mean, do something <clears throat> because you can't go up in there with Tyro Dotson because we're going to get picked apart. It's just not. It's just not. It's, it's just not smart. And I get you can't be solid at every position, right? But I felt like we've had the resources to fix this position, fix this situation, the situationship that we have right now. And Tyrell Dawson just ain't it. And I don't know how long it's going to take them to figure this out. And it's like we're holding on to Tyrell Bernard as if he's going to be the answer there, which he's not. He's Poor not. Too. Poor kid, too, because when he comes in and he's not the answer there, Bill's Mafia is going to flip on him like that. They already have. Bean and McDermott know that Tyrell Dawson ain't in either. So it's like, what are we waiting for? It's just like, come on, man. Like, do something. Because how are you going to be able to stick with teams that are going to spread you out, right? Like the Chiefs. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Levante David is 33. <laughs> Tevin White's 25. Call him. Man. <laughs> Like yeah, what what is what will it take? I don't know, man. What's most frustrating, and it's it's why we've spent time talking about right tackle. It's why we spent time talking about linebacker. Is this wasn't this didn't sneak up on us? You didn't have Tremaine Edmonds suffer an ACL in camp, and now you're trying to figure out what to do. Right. You you had an off season to deal with this. Yeah. And. Listen, it might work out at right tackle. Spencer Brown might end up being a a solid NFL starter at right tackle. It's possible that they can get it worked out. But I'm telling you right now, linebacker, it does not look like they are going to have an opportunity to figure it out. And if they don't embrace going somewhere outside the organization, teams are going to do what the Colts did to you a couple of years ago where they just hammer the rock right down your throat. Oh, and you, you know you just sounded like uh, the crazy plain lady. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> that mother that, after there is not a starter. Not really. <laughs> Tyrell Dotson, not a starter. <laughs> Jeez, man. Like, I, I feel I'm more concerned about middle linebacker than I am right tackle. Because, like, look, Josh has the legs to just, just run. Like, we, they put Josh Allen in way worse situations. Like, okay, he can make magic happen out of nothing. But I don't know, the middle of the field, it's going to be middle of the field open all season long because he, he's a pylon. And what's, and what's the one thing that you can do to slow down this Bills offense? Hold on to the ball. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like teams are going to want to run the ball to keep Josh Allen off the field. So you're doing them a favor. Like I just, you know, yeah, man. I don't know who the starter is for Arizona. I'm looking at it. So just a whole bunch of names I've never heard. Yeah, I, I, look, man, I, <laughs> I can only imagine. Who else is taken? Find me the oh, next team that's taken. God. Who's Carolina's middle linebacker right now? <laughs> oh, man. This, I this just, is brutal. I, I, just, I just think – I really do think they need to address it. And even if it's just picking up somebody off the waiver wire who is not a good coverage linebacker and is a two-down thumper and is the equivalent of a dinosaur in this league. I think it can help this defense. Now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, can AJ Klein do that? I, I don't know. D- don't even say his know. name. Like he's a, a a solution to the problem. I mean, but that it man might be is your not. only. It might, it might be your only solution. Yeah, Terrell Bernard is not going to go in there and, and take on blockers at the point of attack. Like that's not him. Right. Can, can you call? Look, call the the Rams. You've taken everything else from them. Go call them. Go get Ernest Jones or something. I don't know, like anybody, any anybody. two down run stuffing linebacker. Can you breathe? <laughs> to K- to KO Spikes, like give him a call and see if we can get him back. Yo. Do you want a ring? <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at NFL teams and I'm looking like, okay, who who's the middle linebacker here? Who's tanking? Like who can you go go snatch? Okay, um, I'm looking at the Houston Texans right now, and Denzel Perryman. I okay. take him. I take I Denzel take Perryman. Yeah. Um, you know, Deion Jones is a free agent. Go get him. He's okay. better. I think he's better. Better. So at least he's good in pass coverage. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> yeah, anybody's better. Like, <laughs> that's where we're at right now. It sucks. Speaking I, of suck, as we segue into the last little few minutes we have in the show, cor- uh, quarterback two, Kyle Allen. <laughs> I, I thought he's been all right. You, 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 you okay with that? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't after the Steeler game, but he looked much better this week, I thought. L- listen, <laughs> I think it was Tom Moore. Who's uh, somebody was asking him why his backup quarterback never got reps when he was coaching Peyton Manning. And he goes, because if 18 goes down, we're effed and we don't practice effed. <laughs> like, I mean, we all know if 17 goes down, we're in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so can listen, can it be Kyle Allen? Sure. It, can you, you really want to know what I think that they're going to do about backup quarterback if they have some sort of long-term injury there? Was that? I think they're pulling Ryan Fitzpatrick off the Amazon Prime desk, and I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I, I would take him. I'm not even kidding. Like, he has said he wanted to come back, and then he didn't want to do it because every quarterback he's played behind has gotten hurt, and he felt like he jinxed it. Right. I bet you if you called him and said, Fitzy, like come just come just sling it around for a couple games you know you can't wear 14 but like (laughs) i just i whatever whoever the backup is whether it's it's barkley or allen or whoever 
I, I mean, don't know, man. I mean, you could go to it like this, like Jimmy Key says. He says, Buffalo is in great shape, boys. Smoking the Jets on Monday Night Football. Enjoy the show. I, I don't know, man. I I don't know if we're smoking the Jets. Um, Aaron Rodgers has one of the quickest release times in the league. Uh, I, know, I know the offensive line is bad, but they know that Tyrell Dotson is not it. And they're going to exploit it. Teams are going to exploit it. I'm sorry. They're going to create matchups, <clears throat> and they're going to want him to answer the bell. So you better you better put Dorian Williams out there and just let him figure it out. Let him figure it out. If you don't want to do that with CB2, put Dorian Williams out there, or unless you're going to go get Luke Keekley. That's my solution. You go, McDermott, you need to fly to wherever Keekley is. You need to talk. I'm sure Keekley is one of those dudes that always stays in shape. He looks great. Get so him out I, there. That's why I said to Keo Spikes. Like, I'm sure he's still got a six-pack somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> God. Uh, listen, man. I, I sat here with all that doom and gloom. And let me tell you right now, I feel great about week one Monday Night Football. You feel like we're going to smoke the Jets, or you're just like, I like where the roster is. We're going to be okay, because I know you. We're going to get in that game, and once once Rodgers start carving it up the middle of that field, you're going to look at me, and I'm going to look at you, and I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. You what now? <laughs> Listen, there's no doubt, but how many games did Rodgers win last year? I don't care. He's still good. He's still good. He's still Aaron Rodgers. And who's his offensive coordinator? Aaron Rodgers is his own offensive coordinator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are we talking about here? It's not Nate Hackett. He, he just, he's like the president of the United States. They're just placeholders, man. Like, uh, l- Listen, man. I feel I feel real good about week one. And I that's terrifying for me because I don't normally feel good about any game that the Bills play. <laughs> And normally that means the Bills are going to choke it and lose, but I'm ready. I know we're in Colorado, and I'm wondering what you've been smoking. That's <laughs> that's that's because you're you're really optimistic, and maybe that's for show tonight. Okay, I'll, and if it I'll, is cool, I appreciate it. No, I mean, listen, I, I somebody asked me if I put a C note on it with them, and I agreed. Like, I'll I'm laying the points. Like I've I've feel good about it did you see listen did you see how that team looked on thursday night to open the season last year yeah i saw it but the rams were trash this is a sean mcdermott team that is going to come in there super well prepared playing against the team where aaron Rodgers played like 10 snaps in the preseason nathaniel hackett's their new offensive coordinator i Listen, I, I feel I feel really good about it. That defense is great, don't get me wrong. But I just think that Dorsey, his creativity waned as the season went on. But you remember that Gabe Davis touchdown from the Thursday yeah. night opener? Yeah. That's a beautiful play. I mean, it that is an all-time drawn-up play. Gabe Davis in line. I mean, it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Just, we got, I, think they we, got, I think they got some things in their bag to ruin Aaron Rodgers' well, New York Jets debut. 
I hope that's the case. I mean, I, I'm still picking the Bills to win that game. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be easy as we think, right? Uh, I think it's going to be difficult. But let me tell you something, man. It was it was a pleasure having you on the show once again. And you know, I'm be asking you all the time to hop on here. Uh, before I let you go, though, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners where they can find you and your work? You can find me on all the social medias at Rob T Radio, YouTube as well, and on Twitch slash Rob Tregilio. Uh, I fill in on Altitude Sports Talk Radio uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. I'll be doing the noon to three show. So yeah. tune in 92.5 in Colorado, or you can find it uh, on one of my social medias. I'll put the Twitch on there so you can watch. All right, well, good citizens, it's been real. It's been nice having you guys joining us right here on the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast feed and Attentional Groundings. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, I'm going to go ahead and say go Bills. And we up out of this thing. Yeah!